I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. What's happening, Hoops? Whew. Right, we got a huge show tonight. No time to waste. Huge. Big guests joining us later in the program. I'll keep it mysterious for now. But I think we should get right into tonight's top story, which is The Rock has responded to Vin Diesel's accusations from last week Mm. where uh to remind the fans vince said he used tough love to try to get a better performance out of the rock what a dumb thing to say but i'm here yeah and like use the word fellini-esque and it was fun and we're team vin but the rock has responded and he said what did he say quote i had a good laugh at that i think we all did fellini-esque he laughs, is the direct quote from The Rock. And he's also said he will not return to Fast 10 or Fast 11, the two-part finale of the uh, main franchise, or any of the spinoffs. He's out mm. of the family. He's out. It's over. He, it's, because they don't want him or because he's like, um, like what, who made that call? Yeah, I don't know how much of this is him like responding to Vin saying that thing. Right. I hope all of it is just Me him too. like, yeah. you know what, I'm out. Like, it's all theater. Yeah, like, I, you know what it is? I, I don't really like The Rock. You don't really like The Rock. Tired he's, of he's, him. We're tired of him. But you cannot say, I don't want to say he elevated the franchise because I don't think that he did. I don't hate him in those movies. I don't. I think he's okay. I hate Hobbs and Shaw. I think he's okay in yes. six, seven, eight, whatever. Um, yeah, and I like. How- and those movies did the best out of all of them, pretty yeah. much, right? Like that's when they became block, like true blockbusters. Yeah, and they, yeah, he deserves some credit, and he is good in like five and six. But mm. as they went on, they like have nothing for him to do. He's just like shows up and is like, "I'm the Rock. I'm doing that thing I do in every movie," and especially in Hobbs and Shaw. I'm glad right. they're not making a sequel. I think that was like in the plans. I was but. under the impression they were. They definitely nixed that. Well, yeah, he's he's done. No spinoffs, no 10 or 11. Like, he's he's out of the family. This is real. Well, just because he's out doesn't mean they can't be like, oh, mate, it's Hobbs' brother, Bob's. Yeah. He's here to save the day. <laughs> Bob's and Shaw. I guarantee there's something. I mean, that's not... I don't see that being dead. I mean, that movie did well. and It's it kind of interesting. So bad. Just Statham. Yeah. They just do the transporter, but with more cars. Yeah. And they can name it fast and loose, like they should have in the first place. Yeah, that that uh, was a good idea that didn't no. get the love that it deserved. Except for like some other guy going viral on Twitter for your idea. But yeah, and you know, The Rock is a bust. And a buster. And... Now we can go keep producing his show, Young Rock, that nobody watches and making his tequila. and It got renewed, though, didn't it? Oh, yeah. It most certainly did. If you're out there and you listen to this show and you also are a fan of Young Rock. Yes. Are you talking directly to me? Don't be. And stop. (laughs) Yeah, please. 
Even he gave up on Young Rock. Yeah, it's horrible. Didn't he? Let's Ugh. hope so. But speaking of fucked up dudes, I saw on Instagram the other day, Michael Bay and DJ Khaled hang out. Oh? It's pretty fucked like up. Like they're friends? I, yeah. That yeah. Is, that's interesting. And just duo-wise, I was like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Hopefully they'll have a nice collaboration for us to enjoy shortly. Sometimes when you just see people, it's like, these people, how do they find each other? And like, Well, they're both this? people in their respective industries that get kind of goofed on. Like DJ Khaled, there's like a thousand jokes. Of so yeah, it cut out for a second there, but... Yeah, I'm really glad they really glad they found each other, Michael Bay and DJ Khaled. Yeah, they're an important duo mm. that we need as much of as possible. Like DJ, you think I should have made another Transformers? <laughs> I think the sixth one, I really could have nailed it. We the best. <laughs> Even making fun of him is kind of hack. Yeah, Michael Bay has the key, or whatever. Major Isn't, key. Yeah. I wish I had you'd mentioned that you were going to do a DJ Khaled bit because I would have <laughs> queued up a song. We to, should to drop just in time. He should always be uh, on the back burner. Friend of the show. Speaking of friends of the show, if I could take you down to the book corner for a hot minute, I saw the other day that Danny Trejo has a hot new biography. It's just like. Did he write it like from Mexico in prison or something while getting like a chest tattoo? Hey, you know I did, man. We're making Machete 3. I no, liked but, Machete. But continue, sorry. No, it's fine. The. Uh, he wrote it with Donal Logue, which is... Oh, I saw that. One of the most surprising, like, withs I've ever seen. I picked this book up, like, oh, Danny Trejo wrote a book. And most of these celebrity bios, it's, uh, they have some sort of help. But usually it's not, uh, like, 90s sidecar legend Donal Logue, who you might remember from, like, the original Blade movie... Or the Tao of Steve, a movie that only Ank and I have seen. I believe we watched it on my boat <laughs> at yeah, one like, point. On like VHS. I'm, I mainly was it on v, actually a VHS? No, probably not. No, I think it might have been. I think that was the thing. Yeah. We had a VCR on the boat because this is a long time ago. Yeah, but I love the idea of them being a duo and just like hashing out this Trejo <laughs> biopic together, like riffing, just like I don't know, mixing it up. Yeah, more uh, more people should do it this way instead of writing it with some like stiff from the New York New Yorker or whatever. <laughs> yes, the New Yorker. <laughs> yes. Okay, I, what were you saying? You could see. I could see them hanging out. Like that's yeah. realistic to me. Yeah, they're. I bet they're fun. Yeah, I could see them like in Arizona in like some farm slash ranch somewhere. Mm. Like that makes sense to me. Danny Trejo also has a burgeoning taco business called Trejo's Tacos. That I've seen as well in Los Angeles, yeah. He's all over the place. People post pictures of that all the time. I'm making money moves, man. I love watching people who had fame sort of hang on to it through other means. Mm. Like like the, uh, what's her face? The Catch Me Outside girl, uh, Bad Baby, whatever. I don't, Danielle Bergoli is her real name. She's still sort of relevant because she made an OnlyFans that made a million dollars in 12 hours. And like I saw her in an article the other day where she was talking about doing more stuff like that Mm. and how she's now going to make albums. And she's like, you know, my stuff was fairly immature before. I'm 18 years old now and I can make more mature music. It's like you're you're still in high school, but okay. 
Yeah, it's like the Paul brothers. I'm not like fans of them, but it is impressive that they're still like even in the picture at all doing right. anything. It's like people are still talking about these guys. Like, geez, that's impressive, even though you guys are annoying. <laughs> the fact that they have remained relevant is astounding to me. Yeah. I heard Rogan talking about this, how like the fact that Logan Paul was able to go, I think it was six to, or eight rounds with the, arguably one of the greatest living boxers on the planet. And yes, okay, was it staged, whatever. But just to have that kind of stamina to stage that, to be able to keep, people don't understand how hard people, it's easy to sit on your couch at home and go, oh, you know, he's an idiot, he's, it's fake. I'm really good at doing that. To just be able to run around for eight rounds like that and not fall on your face to yeah. not like he probably burned 2000 calories yeah. like that just it's like a very intense workout so i don't mm. know you got to give it to him i'm not a fan never will be never was yeah. but while we're in the sports corner slightly did you see that tom cruise has been making the rounds at all these sporto events i have actually didn't he who was he sitting with that was hilarious christopher mcquarrie the director of like the last <laughs> five movies he's made I love that they're like a duo. They do everything together. <laughs> they're just like hanging out, hatching. Love that. Like fun escape sequences for these movies. But yeah, he was at Wimbledon. He was at the the Euro 2020 final, which I assume is soccer. Does that sound right? I think he was sitting with David Beckham at the... I oh, think he mate. was at some tennis. He was at Wimbledon with David Beckham, yeah. I believe is what I saw. And the British Grand Prix all within the last week. Mm. Uh, is your John Oliver about to come out? Just save it. But <laughs> Moving along, maybe I, later in the show. I think John Oliver and Hank may have a, a spot tonight. Just yes. saying. Uh, can I do the sports corner while we're talking sports? Get it over with? Yeah, I just I like the idea of Tom Cruise. He should get into more extreme sports and be like Vin Diesel's character in Triple X mm. and like be like zipping over on a longboard. I don't know. That'd Anything be fun. he does. As long as he doesn't get hurt yeah. and we don't lose him, that's all I care about. I think that'd be fun for him. What's in uh, the sports corner this week? Is it a big Ted Lasso story? I know you're a big Ted Lasso head. I maybe. You'll have to wait and see. Ooh. In the meantime, men, get that dick into your hand. Check. Okay, I can see it. Glass table. <laughs> Here in the sports corner, we got some big updates. Number one, Sports Illustrated magazine is featuring its first transgender uh, yeah, cover model. Yeah. It's Caitlyn Jenner, oh. tucked. Yeah, that's right. Four people were shot outside of Nationals Park in Washington on a Saturday night during a baseball game between the Washington Nationals and the San Diego Padres. The police said this prompted fans to pour out of the stands and players to scramble relatives to safety in a scene of fear and confusion. Stay tuned here for next week's Sports Corner. It's it's so hard to absorb information when you deliver it in the Sports Corner. Like you're in the middle of that story. I'm like, wait, what happened? Like who got killed at what? That's this guy, sounds very serious. I might just start making stuff up. These are all the sports corner stories are real. I usually just Google sports <laughs> and then grab the most horrific thing I can see or whatever just comes up first. Mm. And I guess, yeah, there was some shooting and everybody ran. And wow. uh, there's a woman with a penis on the cover of the swimsuit edition. Yeah, right, right. The this you know, it the performative wokeness uh of that industry knows no bounds. Yes, we'll be performing in the Performative Wokeness Olympics 
which are underway. I think those started today, the Olympics. What's the first event? Like virtue signaling via Twitter? Yes. Like, like, who can get the most, you know, B-I-P-O-C buttons in one tweet? Like while holding the rings and smoking a CI like Vince? Still holding. <laughs> I need a picture of that for the wall. Rian, friend of the show, if you're listening, I got to actually text him that before I forget. Speaking, Do a story while I'm doing this. Speaking of the Olympics... Are you going to watch the Olympics? Is that something that people still do on Earth? No, it's not. Not for me, at least. <laughs> on any of my, not in any of my five televisions. I know they started today, and I don't know. There's some good Olympics movies. I mean, they got Cool Runnings. You got The Ringer, a Johnny Knoxville classic that could not get made in this current climate. Am I oh, right, folks? Absolutely not. And that, you know, even the part that's annoying is I know that Johnny Knoxville has always been active with those charities and he's like a good dude and he mm. used actual Down syndrome gentlemen in the film. Yes. And he was not really mocking them so much as just the situation of it is funny. It's a very difficult situation. Not to mention is he giving mentally challenged people work. So mm. to me, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, like you said, it's not happening ever again. And yeah, the Olympics, I like the idea of them, but I find them very boring to watch. I'm thinking back on the last time I was watching them, and I was just like, these are the like categories or competitions, sports, whatever you say. God, I, I really don't even know like what sports are. Uh, I, I guess but, I understand the appeal. Mm. And like every now and again something will catch me but i'm just i the, the, you know that fake story that's circulating about how they put in cardboard beds so that the olympians cannot have sex with each other i didn't even hear that that's it's fucked a, up it's not real they actually are just making the beds out of some sort of a corrugated material like cheap ikea beds to mm. help environmentally because there are so many beds they had to put in okay so that okay. whole story is just fake that's and everyone's going to be fucking each other and spreading COVID all around yeah it's still an issue Mask up. It's been a while the curve. since they made an Olympics movie. I'm surprised they haven't made like a cool running sequel, Hot Runnings. And it would be horrible, but that just seems like something that would get made. Who replaces Candy? <sighs> oh, That's the problem. Probably get like Josh Gad or something fucked up like that. Oof. Oof. Someone's listening to this and they're just like, we're going to go make that now. That sounds good. COVID-19 is a power <laughs> Hot Runnings. Sounds pretty fucking good. I'd watch it. I don't know. Um, what else do we have here? Kevin Smith is gearing up to shoot Clerks 3 next month at... Uh, I got a picture of him here at the classic Quick Stop. And, you know, Kevin Smith at this stage in the game... I no good? Even, I don't even know what to say. I have a Clerks-related reveal. Yeah, like, you can go ahead after, and I'll tell you after. I'm still a fan. I still love Clerks, and even Clerks 2 is good. But I hope this is more like those movies and less like his last movie, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, because that was rough stuff. Did we watch that together? Yeah. We did, didn't we? Did a featured review. We did, it's yeah. deeply forgettable and unfunny. <sighs> that was one of our weaker episodes. I think it just knocked the wind out of both. That's what's tough about watching a movie. Like, you never want to meet your heroes or whatever that expression, like watching people fall. Like, mm. he, not to say that he, like, Kevin Smith had a pretty legit run in terms of, like, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Clerks, Clerks 2. Like, he, Clerks was successful at, what, Sundance? 
he had a great run and he was respected. And I remember I heard on a podcast the other day about like all the big guys in the nineties were fighting over chasing Amy as a role. Like everybody went up for that. Yeah. So to me, to see him so many years later, like with the projects that he's done, like the comic book men show on AMC was so stupid. And like, I just like, I get it. I understand, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it bums me out with like, the little and then he had he had his books those did well i read them oh, yeah. but yeah, he's got some good stuff and i'm hoping for the best but i just i don't know <sighs> i don't want to he, see he's on a run of turkeys tour. for like his past three have just been like rough stuff and he has that new masters of the universe like he-man animated show that just came out on netflix <laughs> and i'll probably watch it because i'm like a sick idiot child so but... he-man he-man like the the original yeah he's he back. Write, wrote and directed it I don't. I think he just produced it. Okay. But he had like. I think he did some voices on it. He's got his mitts. In so it. odd. And speaking of people in that realm, the Kevin Smith um, or View Askew universe, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer star in the first trailer for Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. I shut it. I got bored. <laughs> what do you think about that? It uh, it looks very much like a Ridley Scott medieval epic like a gladiator kingdom of heaven type movie but i mean this one's got some wacky stuff going on you got blonde affleck doing an english accent let's pause for a moment hello folks we're back and let's introduce to the program friend of the show former blockbuster co-worker of mine all of you really former watcher of the cbs (laughs) procedural elementary every episode Brian DeRosa is joining the program. Brian! Thank you. It's an honor to be in the chosen. He's back. Yes, also known to some as Brian, more uh, professionally. That's like your stage name, one might say. Oh, yeah. That's... But yeah, we were talking about trailers. It's all nonsense. What else do I, we have here? I've had a. Tra- I've had the only trailer that I've watched in the last six months, really, that's gotten me super fired up is for the new Batman movie. That's Ooh. pretty much it for me. I don't. Am I missing something? Like There's I. I don't that, know. That Doom trailer looked pretty cool. That's finally coming out in October. I'm sure it's gonna look awesome, and we like. And I recently rewatched Enemies. Hmm. Or prisoners, rather, not enemy. Yeah, uh, we love Dennis. We love Dennis here at the show, <laughs> Mister Villainy. But I don't have a great feeling about Dune. Mm. I just don't. Yeah, it looks, it looks solid. It looks like you know most of these sci-fi epics look. Mm. It's got a hell of a cast. I mean. <laughs> You got Aquaman in there. You got your boy Timmy Chalamet. I like how they have a joke in the trailer where Aquaman's like, oh, you look like you've been lifting weights. He's like, have I? And he's like, no, you haven't. Because Timothy Chalamet is... He's a small man. He's slight of frame. It's fun that they're making fun of the fact that he's like the lead of this action franchise because he is kind of like... He's so good, though. Twiggy. I've been the guy... I've been all in on Timmy since... I don't know. I guess call me by your name. And then he did. I'm. I'm I feel like I'm the only person who actually says "Beautiful Boy" was great. You I are. Felt you like, are. <laughs> That's I felt a like I felt like he got kind of passed over on that movie. I'm not saying it was Oscar buzz. He was okay. I thought yeah. it should have been spoken about. Like no one talks about it. Like he and Carell 
to me, I love serious Steve Carell, as we've discussed. Mm. And I thought that it was just like from the perspective of someone who's actually struggled with some of those issues and gotten sober and like gone through the process, like his depiction of what it would be like to be, you know, like an upper middle class kid from the West Coast who tries desperately in that system of like in and out sobriety and like also keeps trying to maintain a relationship with his family. I don't know. To me, it was it was realistic. The work. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. It was fine, though. Brian, did you see it? I did not see that one, no. I feel like no one did. I feel like people, when I mention it, when I'm talking about why I like Timothy Chalamet, I get nothing. Yeah, he's he's a weird one because his career is still just starting. I feel like he has a bunch of movies that got delayed because of all the what have you. And they'll all be trickling out soon. Should I do birthdays? Yeah, let's do some birthdays. All right. Gotta do the birthdays. Friend of the show, as we number one top guy, Vin Diesel, is 54. I spent it with family and friends who are also family. Wendy Williams is 57. Oh my god! Donald Sutherland is 86. Wow. Comedian Annie Letterman is 38. Hey, how are you? And rapper Pop Smoke would have been 22, but he's dead. Fuck. And Robin Williams would have been 70, but he is also dead. Ooh. Ooh. Happy birthday from us here at Enough. Yeah, today Philip Seymour Hoffman would have been 54, I believe. So it's a lot of dead people's birthday. Yes. My I made birthday, that death day. Every single time you mention Philip Seymour Hoffman, I mention like, oh, I wonder what he's up to. Mm. And you typically hate that bit. You're like, uh huh, yep. yep. Like, oh, that bit. <laughs> oh, that old gem. <laughs> it's ne- it never lands, which is why I keep going back to that. Well, he's bad. why? What happened? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Is he all right? He's doubling down, possibly even tripling down. Um. Folks, get excited because they've greenlit Army of the Dead 2 with Zack Snyder returning to write and direct at Netflix. Army of the Dead is one of those movies (laughs) that I don't even remember how I felt about it. I think I liked it. It was over an hour too long. Had like two cool scenes. It's just Netflix. They also released like this list of their top 10 most watched movies. I don't know if you guys saw this. But it was one of the most like dire top tens I've ever seen in my life. Was it like Airbud, Wide Golden <laughs> Receiver, and War Dogs? <laughs> they wish. Like that new Kevin Hart movie that just came out a few oh. weeks ago that no one on earth has ever even mentioned in the slightest. It's called Fatherhood. I don't even think you saw it, and you like him. I like him a lot, actually. Yeah. As a <sighs> They're saying that seventy five really hard to explain why I like Kevin Hart, I'll put it that way. Probably because I met him once and he was a nice person. Yeah. And that's about it. That's all it takes is a good meet. If I meet someone like I met, um, what's her face? We were just talking about it the other day. She got pregnant with Amy Schumer. I met Bye. Amy Schumer. And she was super nice. She's one of those people that everybody loves to make fun of. And then I feel bad. I'm like, ah, because I met her and she was nice. Like, I can't get into it. I, I want to involve myself because making fun of celebrities is sort of what our show is about. But <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Mm. Yeah, I still like her. Yeah, she had some I, I rough think she's stand-ups. funny. I, yeah. her, she's had a few stand-ups that weren't great, and I liked her sketch show. I don't care about her show about her pregnancy. That's not interesting to me. But yeah, they're trying to tell people that 
76 million people have watched that Kevin Hart Netflix original Fatherhood. I think you underestimate the, how do I put this delicately, the African-American community and their 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 devotion to Kevin Hart. I would never underestimate such a thing. How dare you even accuse me? <laughs> think about that, though. There's a large demographic that we... like. It's like when you think about like when Donald Trump becomes the president and you're shocked. It's like, well, there is a large part, portion of the country that we don't have access to. Yeah. And just this top ten, like they got Enola Holmes, 80 million people watched that. Murder Mystery, 83 million. Spencer Confidential, 86 million. Is that the one with Eliza Schlesinger and Mark Wahlberg? It is. Okay. Yeah, 86 million people watched this. Yeah, it's me. I watched Good on Paper. Oh, that was rough. I didn't hate it. Reveal. That's fucked up. But the funniest part of this, at the end, it has a little asterisk, and it says, uh, based on at least two minutes of viewing time, is what they pad these stats with. And now it's like, oh, now it makes sense. (laughs) You're just like saying... Like we're doing shots already. Wow. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, Netflix is like promoting their shots. Like, Two minutes. It's fucking absurd. It should be based on an hour of viewing. Yeah. I, I don't consider it's a shot if you don't like I, I think it's a shot if you don't finish it, but it counts if you watch an hour. Like if I watch an hour of something and then shut it off and someone asks if I seen it, I just say yes. Because I can tell you how I feel about it and I can talk about it enough. Yeah, the stats aren't real for these streaming things. Like, number one streaming movie in America, based on the fact that people like let Netflix autoplay this movie for two minutes after falling asleep. What was Enola Holmes again? Oh, uh, the Sherlock Holmes' niece movie starring the girl from Stranger Things? Millie. Millie Bob Thornton? And yes. MBB? Yes. That uh, And it's get, that's getting a sequel, too? Like... The Netflix original slate is just uh, a dire scene, and it's fucked up. And this made me laugh. I saw that Peppa Pig has been revealed as the culprit of giving American children British accents. American kids have watched so much Peppa Pig during the pandemic that they are developing English accents and using English slang. This is delightful. Mate. (laughs) Picture a bunch of babies just like, are you having a laugh? Like being cheeky little blokes. Uh, is Peppa Pig that like one-dimensional sideways pink pig that's just sort of a rough outline? Yeah. It looks like Cartman kind of. Yes. That's that, all right. That'd be a fun collaboration. My uh, my nephew watches Little Baby Bum, which I believe is also a British program. Ooh. Should, so, we, should we start watching that? I don't see why not. It's already on my Netflix. <laughs> We'll have a review for that next week. We'll have my nephew call in and say his seven words. I'm insulting him. He can probably say 70 words. But yeah, folks, if your kids have gone British, call in or email in. Let us know how that's going. I need a British accent. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Kat, if you're listening, we need you to start letting Caden speak with a British accent. That's the goal for the week. Brov. And I'm a rap guy now. Oh? I want to let the fans know. What kind of rap guy? Well, we got that big uh, Kanye release party for his new album today, and it totally came out right on time. There's no, a, <laughs> it didn't. It's not a big hubbub <laughs> and drama surrounding it like there always is. But uh, yeah, last night he did some sort of show somewhere in L.A., and they broadcast it over the internet, 
And I was doing so little, I was like, I'm going to watch this thing. And I popped it on, and I'm not normally like the biggest fan of his music, but it was good. It's got some cuts. Uh, when you were texting me and saying, are you watching this? I was like, ah, I'm in the middle of Dr. Death on Peacock. Like, I'm going to hang. <laughs> we were I both got, having. I got you guys. Both having really I knew that nights. would be a laugh. And I was, I got to be honest with you. It's great. And we'll talk about it in reviews. I don't mm. want to spoil. But I didn't want to shut it off. And I was like, ah, I'll wake up in the morning and throw it on. And I went on Spotify in the morning, not there. So I said, fuck it. It's on Apple Music. So I. I've been teetering with the, like, Apple has, like, you're a Samsung guy, but Apple is teetering with the idea of, um, like, it's a, or I've been teetering, rather. They they bundled their subscriptions to one fee. It's, like, 30 bucks as opposed to, like, I was paying for a bigger cloud. I was paying for Apple Music, or I was paying for, so now I have Apple Music. And I so I paid that, and I went on, and it wasn't there either. And I was just, like, fucking, it's just, like, I'm a the biggest Kanye fan I've always loved him, but I cannot get behind the fact that he's just forever frustrating. Like mm. when we went to go see him at Bonnaroo and he just didn't show up. And then he mm. came, I guess he came out and got booed at like three or four in the morning. Mm. And it's like, these are people that have been day drinking in 80, 90 degree heat. Like, come on and do your show at midnight like you're supposed to, you dickhead. Yeah. Don't make people stand around for four or five hours. I think it's funny that I've heard the new album and you haven't. <laughs> I'm the rap guy now. Now, since you're the rap guy, is it is it classic vintage Kanye? Are we talking like religious closed on Sunday Kanye? I mean, we're talking maybe oh. 808s and Heartbreak Kanye. Which okay. is one of those are 808s and Yeezus are my two favorite albums, which is mm. I think in the Kanye fandom world, it's controversial because most people say, at least most people that I've talked to say College Dropout and then My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which are both great, but my favorite's or the album that got me like really into Kanye beyond just like acknowledging that like Through the Wire was a good single was 808s. My friend Mike Hidalgo down in Florida when we used to work together and we were on our way home from work and he had just burned me a copy or something. This is like in the CD days back in 2008. Sick. And he put on 808s and I was like, this is really good. Wow. And then five years later, 2013, Yeezus came out. And at that point, I was like locked in permanently. To the mm. point where, like, when Life of Pablo came out in 2016, I was beyond excited. And that's actually not my favorite album either. What are, what's your favorite? I'm going to say it's Yeezus. Awesome. Yeah. I think, like, cool Kanye fans say Yeezus, in my opinion. Like, there's, to, like, the, the list, the track list on Yeezus alone is, is just a home run. I'm going to start going by Sweezus. That's <laughs> what you need to call me now. <laughs> Complete rebranding rap guy stuff. Done. But yeah, I'm not even like I don't know his albums. I know him like on a cut by cut basis. I mean, I'm gonna play another Kanye song while we're in the Kanye corner. This is my opportunity. But yeah, it was it was interesting. Moment. And watching it, one of the songs was just like flat out sad, where he says like I'm losing my family like 400 times, and you're just like I wonder what this song's about. <laughs> like, huh? This is a weird one. And. But yeah, he does the voicey thing that he does on the 808s. What do they call that? The vocoder? Auto-tune? Yeah. Probably or, that. <laughs> I thought, like, it's a very specific sound to the point where I was like, is this him singing? But it was good. I, um, you know, once the album finally comes out, I'll give it a listen. I'm 
I'm so mad that it's not out. I wanted to. I even have all my notes to play a song from it, and I fucking can't. <laughs> yeah. The. Do you have a favorite Yeezus track? Gotta be this one. This is like his best song by Miles. I'm gonna. Outside. I might split the room, but I'm a big Bound Two guy. Mm. Bound Two is great. Believe it or not, Bound Two is in his top tracks on Spotify. Shit. Probably because of me. Just you. You're the million. <laughs> Shit, man. But uh, I do recall speaking of how frustrating it is when um when the Life of Pablo came out, I decided to buy it digitally from him, which cost twenty dollars, which is at least ten dollars too much. And it took like five days for the download link to get sent to me because I did it through his website. And he just made you wait. Yep. When in reality, you could have just had it right away on Spotify. Exactly. Yeah. But you were like, I love Kanye. I'm going to do him a solid. I'm 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 going to support him. Yeah, exactly. Of course, you supported him and he did the dickhead move, which is what he does. Like, I woke up this morning ready to share every song on Instagram. Like, here we go. And then Mm. nothing. I was going to shape my whole day around it like last week what i i didn't shape my whole day around the john mayer album because it was not my favorite kid you should have but i played a lot i listened to it all the way through and then i bought tickets to his show i got great seats that's a day i'm going to mayor i'm psyched but kanye fucked my whole day up i was in a good mood i'm still in a good mood he's a lovely guest it's nice we're doing the show but i'm annoyed that the album's not out Mm. yeah it's just do you think he does this as like a He's yes. just, he, he like gives himself a like goal post and he's like, oh, now I have to actually finish this album. Like, do you think he's actually tinkering with it or is he just being annoying? And like, I bet it's been done for a year and he's yeah. just done a few things. I'm sure he put it back through. He's notorious for, for charades. I mean, it's the thing that drives me crazy is he's basically just a bipolar person off of his meds running amok in yeah. the music industry and now this fashion industry and Hollywood. And, and he's doing a good job of it. He's a fucking billionaire. So mm. we can't say, oh, and he's, you know, he hasn't been committed yet. But like, it drives me fucking crazy as someone who has been a fan of his since, like, since he wasn't a household name, like in 2003, like in college, when like his first few songs were coming out. Mm. I don't know. It just, like, I, I've been defending him for as long as I can remember. Like, I'd say people yeah, turned on Kanye. Right. People turned on Kanye. About eight years ago, I would say, like in like 2014, 2015. Mm. And I, since then, I've been saying, no, 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 like he's great. But, you know, today's the last straw. I'm done. Speaking of fucked up dudes, we got to talk about Jeffrey Bezos roaring into outer space. Don't we? <laughs> Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Get him. I mean, what a what a monumental event. The uh, I thought they were going up there to actually do like something. They went up just to be like, just so they could say we went to space. They like went to the limit and then just roared back down. Not even orbital space either. Like yeah, like right below that or whatever. Yeah, it's like okay, cool guys. <laughs> like I my favorite that. is the interviewer who immediately. I chirped him for that. He was like, so, Jeff, uh, does this make you want to go to actual space now? Like, just kind of like a little dig or whatever they said. And he goes, well, hell yeah. Mm. With that, like, stupid, goofy hat and, like, his awful. Like, I don't even hate Jeff Bezos. I think that Amazon is great and whatever. And I, it's easy to – he's like the nickelback of CEOs. Like, it's easy to just dogpile on him. Like, he sucks. Fuck him. Okay, mm. then stop using his product. Don't ever watch Bosch again. 
and Whoa. just see how the quality Whoa. of your life deteriorates. That I can't do. <laughs> I'll stop watching that. I'll stick with the, the spinoff coming soon to IMDb TV or whatever. Wait, Hell is that yeah. a real thing? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> with this, is the, what's the main guy's name? I can't. I'm not going to. Titus <laughs> Welliver. Good get. Bosch. Yeah. <laughs> I put the plug in the jug. But yeah, I heard that show talk, uh, ended after like eight years, and like the finale was just like a yeah, we're not. This basically isn't a finale. Check us out on our new spinoff on fucking IMDb TV, which exists somehow. Did I send you the clip of my dad standing in front of the TV recommending Amazon Prime shows to me? I might have to post that on the Enough Twitter. Yeah, that sounds enough good. Instagram. I need that. Intel. He's standing in front of the TV and he doesn't know I'm filming him, and he goes, "These ones are good. Bosch, Tin Star, Fleabag." And then Ooh, there's one, what's good. that one other one? Uh, like Probably the, like Sneaky Pete yeah, or something. Like Sneaky Pete. These are good. <laughs> and it's just like him with this big ass TV just pointing. Like, I think he's like touching the screen. That makes it even funnier. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like trying not to laugh making the video. That Giovanni Ribisi. He I'm, needs a resurgence. I'm pretty kid. sure I watched the entire first season of Sneaky Pete with zero payoff. Like, he's up, he's down, they got him, he got away, they didn't get him, then nothing happens. And then season two, I'm just like, what am I still doing here? Very sneaky. Very, very sneaky. And they announced uh, Jordan Peele's next movie, starring Daniel Kaluuya, or Kaluuya, however you say that. Who I still don't know how to say it. Get Out, Kiki Palmer, who's like a singer or something, people know who she is, and Steven Yeun, in a movie called Nope, and they released a mysterious poster with a, a dark cloud that has like a K, uh, a, you know, this is a very ominous teaser poster. Brian, are you a Jordan Peele guy? Um, I, I you stand. I enjoyed Get Out, like like many people. Sure. Um, us, the ending kind of bugged me a bit. Not the twist, but like yeah, I Us is a fun movie, even though it kind of like falls apart, what especially didn't at the you end. Like about it. <laughs> I mean, just the whole, the whole like, oh, these people have been living underground without any resources and like follow that. There's some logical issues with it, but. It I've is very silly. Like when you think about it, it's like, oh, she takes an escalator down and like there's a copy of everyone on earth hanging out down here eating rabbits. No like, good. What's, what's going on? And I remember like, I think he did a podcast where he explained a lot of it and it's like, oh, okay, but I don't want to have to watch a movie and then listen to something else to find out. Yeah. To fill in all the blanks and go like, oh, okay, yeah, it all makes sense. Like yeah. that should happen during the movie. So Us was yeah. like the beginning of Jordan Peele going up his own ass. After like all the Oscar buzz and the win for Get Out, he just yeah. went right up and like made us, and then he churned out that Amazon show or whatever that was. That must have been really satisfying, like for your first movie that you write to win the Oscar for best screenplay. Him <laughs> just like, damn, I'm good at this. It would be impossible <laughs> not to get an ego over that. I, I'll give it to him. Yeah. But I didn't enjoy Get Out as much as I enjoyed Us, and whenever I say that to people, they think I'm crazy. Mm. I'm like, ah, eh, Get Out was fine, but ah, Us. I like both. I think they're both fun. I thought Even Us was way more fun. That's fair. But yeah, the, the title, Nope. Weird title for a movie. It's I don't a big know year. where they're going with that, yeah. Big year for one word, one syllable titles. We got Old, Pig, Nope. It's all happening. It's a shame they already <laughs> made a movie called Enough, and it was sort of a turkey. Yeah. Because it would be it's cool if there was like a great enough movie that we could somehow work into the show. But like we're not going to rewatch the 1997 Jennifer Lopez like learning how to defend herself vehicle. I might. <laughs> I'll take a peek at it. Oh, Ben. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. Give me out of the tacos. 
He's going to make the town two and have J-Lo be the star. It's going to be dope as hell. He's and, not in it. It's her in his role as him living down in Florida. Powerful. In man face. <laughs> oh, man face. Um, oh, can I talk to you about this kid who went viral? Uh, Please. Some kid, I don't remember where he was, but he went viral because his mother had an OnlyFans and it caused him to write a suicide note that went everywhere on the internet. I'm going to read a second of it. He said, I am 13 and my mom is 33. Things at school were never great. I'm sort of short, so I get picked on, but it was manageable. That was until my classmates showed me a picture of my mom naked. I almost had a panic attack and had to be excused from the classroom. I ended up not showing up to school for a few days. Faking sick, I was hoping that things would cool off, but they didn't. As soon as I got to school, almost everyone in my class was staring at me and laughing. Then he goes on to that and blah, 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 blah. And he says, the worst part is when I confronted my mom about this, she told me that I was overreacting and that sex work is the same as working at a bank or a grocery store. She said it makes her feel good about herself and that I should be happy that she's more confident now. I told the principal, but they can't suspend thousands of students or take away anyone's phones. I've been crying in my room every day for the past week. I don't think I can take it anymore. And then he went on later to talk about, I guess, like actually killing himself. And then he went like viral. Ooh. So even more people now know about his na- his naked mom. Thought that might uh, <laughs> put a dimmer on the room. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, should we make this into like a major motion picture? I don't really. That story is such. As I heard it, I was like, this is like a classic ank, like grenade pulling the pin and rolling it into the studio. Yes. <laughs> just like good luck, guys. Because like, what are you gonna say? Like, uh, I hope he doesn't do it. <laughs> I figured it out. His mom needs to now make enough money from that to get him into a different school. That's the, it's that's when the when whole thing. Her OnlyFans pays for him to go to some ritzy private school, and he lives the life of, like, Ryan Atwood in the OC. Done. Yeah. They need to do it in, like, a witness protection type capacity with, like, new, <laughs> new names, new everything. They need to really, like, take it seriously. I feel like I'd let that one roll off my back. <laughs> Is that, like, delusional of me to think that? Like, if my mom did that, I'd be cool with it. It would be the coolest move imaginable. Yeah, like everyone's bidding him. It's just like, dude, who fucking cares? Okay. <laughs> like they go, look, it's your mom. Okay. Yeah. I walked in on her at once by accident. No big deal. Who cares? What do you think? It would take a lot of fortitude to be able to be like, yeah, whatever, dude. But that is the move. You got to just, if I could say something to my younger self, like this is my spin on when I was sort of bullied. Like little Bully. things. Like I got a Patagonia fleece jacket that looked like, you know, furry. And I got on the bus and this kid, Ian goes, how many sheep did it take to make that jacket? And like the jacket probably was sheep. So like that, I could have said, I don't know, two. And then that would have been the end. But instead everyone laughed and I let it bother me. And I don't think I had a comeback. And I just kind of sat there and like thought about like jerk store lines in my seat and let it destroy my whole day. And then I never wore the jacket again, even though I liked it. Classic. knew me would never do that i would have said like okay ian and yeah. that would have been the end like yeah. you just just calling <laughs> him ian and it's over yeah exactly i don't know i'm just saying like kids listening for our enough enough kids our Ooh. new podcast we're gonna do where it's just like us talking about like childhood stories of like when i got molested on a camping trip oh. or like you know when you won the pinewood derby and got your first blowjob stuff like that enough kids yes. write in if you guys want to be a part of that if that's something you might be interested in i saw that uh that new uh ari aster movie with joaquin phoenix that'll be cool 
is they're doing some more casting, and they cast Michael Gandolfini in this movie. He is having a moment. Yeah, he's really he's starting to get like you know some more work. He's you know playing young Tony Soprano in the the Many Saints of Newark, that prequel that comes out in the fall, and yeah, he's fashioning out a nice little career for himself. I hope he's also playing young Tony Soprano in this Ari Aster movie. I think that was <laughs> fun. But I That's good. That's good. I wonder if he'll, you know, go the distance with this. Time will tell. I mean what went on up there? There he is. It's like he's he's queuing up something over there. (laughs) Well you see when unfortunately it sounds better when I move the mic, so I can't really get away with slipping in sounds anymore because you know it's coming because I move the mic. They also cast Parker Posey in this picture. Which is always good to see her. I'm I always get her and Solal Moonfry confused, even though oh, I don't. Like I like have them in the same block in my brain. Parker's way doper. Uh, disagree. And I don't know if you've seen this or if you've heard about this, but Jay Leno just got inducted <laughs> to the Automotive <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> what was your line about that picture? Like whoever did that Photoshop should be in, or was that Monty? I think Someone that was said Monty. whoever did the Photoshop for this promo should like get a raise or get yeah. fired or something like that i have the picture here <laughs> wow. look at that photo i wish we could put it up yeah. so jay leno owns cars i do i guess yeah and yep. i still haven't touched my stand-up money <laughs> not once no not a penny how much would it suck having to walk through his garage and listen to him explain all those old engines and like <laughs> and i like cars i just think having him do it my dad met him in florida and said he was a dick which oh, is, I, I believe it. My yeah. dad was like, yeah, he was a dick. Like, that was all he said. <laughs> That's like his whole thing. I've never heard anyone, like, come to Leno's defense. Like, nah, he's a great guy. Jim Norton. Yeah. Only person I've ever heard oh, defend yeah. him. On, he like, he's the only person. Threw him somewhere. Because, I mean, he sort of was instrumental in Jim's career for whatever. They're a weird duo. Like, Jay Leno, cleanest comedian on the planet. Jim Norton, the dirtiest comedian on the planet. Goes out of his way to, like, talk about having sex with transsexuals on TV. But... They're somehow a duo, and Jimmy somehow oh. writes on his show. Weird. So weird. Never made sense to me. Good serve. And what else do we have here? Did you see that it is the uh, four-year anniversary of Chester Bennington's suicide? I didn't. <laughs> Big day. Another death day. Death days are back. <laughs> What a fucking cut. Do you still li- listen to Linkin Park on the rig? I do indeed. Good. I was hoping. I actually was list- I was working out the other day and I put on the uh, Disturbed Radio on Spotify and like all sorts of butt rock comes up and it was quite funny. Oh shit. <laughs> it's the good shit. And we checked out, there's that new Book of Power spinoff, Raising Canaan. I just wanted to talk about it for one hot minute because I watched like 10 minutes of the premiere episode. I loved it. <laughs> Did you little... like it? No, not uh, at all. <laughs> damn it. I couldn't. And I was trying to. I was like, let me just like force this. But halfway into the episode, I was just like, this is. Brian, are you a power horrible. guy? I am not. I don't currently have a Stars subscription. Oof. We got to fix that. <laughs> I don't think I know anyone but me who has a Stars subscription, in fact. I don't know how they're keeping the lights on over there. Yeah. They don't have. It's only seven ninety nine. Just get it. They used to have it. Uh, the local cable company, Comcast, used to 
used to be able to get it through them, and now you can't. And so that really... Right, they did their own thing for that seven ninety nine. They wanted yep. to, like, Netflix themselves out, and it's, like, not going to work. I mean, I do it because I'm a big Power fan. Shit, I also man. watch Hightown, yeah. which is coming back, Ooh. I think, in a week. Wow. Why didn't be this week? Hightown is so bad. I can't even defend it. It's like, if it weren't about the place that I've been... If it weren't about a place that I've been before, I would never watch it. Yeah. Worse than City on a Hill. <laughs> these I don't fucking, know about that, actually. These forgettable beings. I fucking hate dramas. City on a Hill. I Horrible. hate it so much. I gave up on season two. I was like, I can't do this. But yeah, I just love how All In Stars is on power. Like, they have that fourth spinoff oh, yeah. coming soon. And one nice thing I'll say, you know that little intro they have... Before the show starts, where they're promoting the power universe. Yes. That's a cool little, like... The graphic? Yeah. Sure. It's like... Like, when you go to the movies, it's like the that movies. level of a uh, of an intro. And I just love that. <laughs> they're just like, this is a universe now. We're just going to keep churning these out. I don't see anything wrong with that. It's a universe to me. Ooh. A big one. Important one. P.U. <laughs> yeah, the P.U. <laughs> Um, er, even better than the MCU. Um, Shit, man, the PU. Is I also wanted to remind you enough. that while we're talking about stars, I've watched every episode of the Blind Spotting TV show. I was gonna go, but I have two, <laughs> so we should both. go. It stinks. Did you? I actually shut off the last one. Yeah, it's not good. It's I not gotta a good say, show. the first like two episodes, I was digging it. It's it's losing me a bit. Even the it's, movie is. Quest. I saw that in the theater and I was like, that was great. Yeah. I liked the what was that short that was a similar similar to Blind Spotting, that short that won the Oscar this year. Um come on, one of you guys can get this. Oh, the You didn't like it, like 45 seconds, 30 seconds to Mars or something. <laughs> there was a Yes, Jared Leto against police brutality. <laughs> That'll be next year. I can't remember the name. It's something in a stranger. Yeah, it was extremely loud and incredibly close. Sure, I believe that's yes. the one. Yes, thanks. And that fucking Mark Wahlberg bullying movie comes out soon. Hey, I'm a bully, Joe Bell. Bully. And him just posting this on Instagram: bullying cruelty for any reason is wrong. And it's just a unless picture the person is Asian of him looking super serious. It's just like God, your fucking career is so awful. <laughs> The movies you make are the worst. You're a bully. The fuck out of here. People love him, though. It makes no sense to me. Oh, I was dying. I think I sent it to you. That picture of him at a... Uh... With his name spelled wrong? Yeah. Yeah, he won an award at like an Indian casino. Yeah, I won. Like, some sort here of... I am. Wahlburgers thing. And like they spelled his last name and Wahlburgers both the opposite ways. Oh, they flipped his name in Wahlberg. I didn't notice that they flipped the restaurant, too. I thought they just spelled his name like the restaurant. Yeah, a nice double mistake. It was love just it. beautiful. Oh, you love to hear it. That's good news. How you doing? Hey, they made a mistake, but it's all right. <laughs> the uh, yeah, Joe Bell. We'll probably watch that. It'll be a featured review in a couple weeks, I'm sure. Oh, and I wanted to mention that fucking Val Kilmer documentary, Val, comes out in a couple weeks. And Brian let us know that we were being very unintentionally rude about it. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we didn't realize. What happened to Val Kilmer again? Could you I, I believe, I'm guessing, cancer of some kind. And he has, has to, that, like a tracheon, whatever it is, tracheotomy. Yeah, so he can't use his voice anymore. And we were making fun of the fact that he didn't record his own audiobook or something. And we looked like real jerks. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> lean into it, say so you're doing a bit. 
Okay, that's yeah. all. It's, it's that's better. I does he have the? I mean, you know, I haven't really seen him publicly. Like, I haven't seen him. Yeah, he's got the thing. He's got the. Yeah. Oh God, that's like my worst nightmare. Oh, that's up there. I actually watched that Doctor Death show. The character, one of the characters, gets paralyzed at one point, and spoiler, sorry. And mm. I thought about it. And I was like, I had my broken arm two months ago, and that was like maybe five percent of being paralyzed, and I was like ready to snap. And like, it still hurts, but like, to, to I got very lucky. I'll think, and like being paralyzed to me, it's like paralyzed and the tracheotomy. Those are, I think, my two biggest fears. Mm. That's fair. When it comes to like health, mm. so, they're both like wildly less than I. Let's hope my probably having HPV doesn't lead to throat cancer. All right, he's back, and I don't have much more news. We want to take a little break, and then we're gonna watch. Um, yeah, we're gonna watch enough with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> How you doing? We're talking about watching Zola, that new A twenty four feature. I don't think we're gonna get to the motion pictures to see old tonight, but maybe we'll watch that and do it next week. We'll figure it out. I'm down, All right. folks. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Sick. Baby, are we back? Folks, we called an audible, didn't watch Zola. I know we said several times we were going to, but we decided to watch The Forever Purge instead. The fifth entry in the ongoing Purge series that has Fast and Furious-esque inconsistent titling. Hate that. Why do they do that? Yeah, the fourth, Why does any franchise do that? The fourth one was called The First Purge which is confusing for a number of reasons. This was the fifth entry, The Forever Purge. And yeah, for people who don't remember, The Purge is the series where for one day a year, all crime is legal, which is a fun setup for a movie. I can see why they keep making them. Unfathomable to me. Mm. Like I like I said, it's not even just the murder aspect, but like the... Ability, like there's the scene in the beginning where the cops come in and somebody's killing, spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> the cops are breaking up a person trying to kill another person after the purge. And they says, hey, what are you doing? The purge ended yesterday. And it's, yeah, how many people would kill somebody after and just lie yeah. and say it happened on the day? I love how it, it took. It just doesn't work. It took them five movies to get to one where they explore the premise yeah what if people just didn't stop when the purge stopped (laughs) yeah it's like i can't believe it took this long for them to get there i think if you're willing to shoot somebody or or stab them to death you're probably not calculated enough to just be a good boy and wait for the proper day yeah it's probably just going to happen anyway and you're going to say well what about the purge that's legal Goddamn purgers. I actually saw the first Purge movie by myself in Hollywood when I lived out there Ooh. at an advanced screening. Hey and now. then I, it was a packed house. I was alone. And then I woke up the next morning and I had Bell's palsy, which for those that don't know is like a partial facial paralysis. Am I blaming the Purge on my unique medical condition? I think I am. I think you have the right to. I think that's a clear one-to-one. It's <laughs> exactly yeah. what happened. But yeah, this one, they got a... Uh... 
This one is like a Western theme. It takes place in Texas. Something of a horse movie. I thought I saw a war horse or two sneaking in there, galloping mm. around. A lot of horses, yeah. But I think these movies are more like action thriller than horror movies. Mm-hmm. Even though it does have a bunch of jump scares and like some gore. I think that's more the vibe this series gives off. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, 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 I don't know. The first one was pretty horror. I think horror yeah. for me was like, they're in a house, they're wearing crazy scary masks. There was like a little like, you know, trappings of horror in this one in terms of like those guys in the bunny masks in the beginning and like that saw trap where the girl's head is caught. Yes. I so, think... I don't know. I think they should do more of that. Yeah, I think the Purge series... They're good. They're like cheesy and fun, but they need like a, a fun overarching villain like the Saw movies. Like they need a, you know, a big bad like the Purger or Purge Saw or something <laughs> stupid like. Does he have like a little guy on a unicycle or yes. a tricycle? See, rabbit? now you're thinking that's exactly what we need. The Purge is back and it's doper now. Yes. The Purge is a movie with a lot of holes. But the t- I'm glad I didn't see this in the theater, which I did propose and consider. Mm. It was fine, but if I'd seen it in the theater, I would have been annoyed. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of how I feel like I'm going to feel about Old by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> old. Yeah, this, The Purge, The Forever Purge, something of a low-budget kind of vibe. Yeah, if you saw it in the theater, you might be a little let down. But it's a good on-demand watch. 1999 yeah. on iTunes, so... There's that annoyance, too. This but. movie does get, like, a little political at times. And it, it is interesting. Like, they're, you know, having conversations that most movies just gloss over. And even though it's a very silly franchise, I'm like, Purge is bringing up some, like, real issues. Yeah, they were 100% having a, a somewhat of a commentary on American immigration. Yeah. That yeah. was a thing. That's a hot buzz topic. And spoiler alert, I think they solve racism in the third act, like very casually. Yeah, so one one character who was racist becomes not racist. He's Yes. His uh the the Mexican person that he was upset at, he's learned to respect him and yeah. they get together. So He was kinda of reminding me of Hank, I was saying while we were watching. It was like seeing our boy, friend of the show Hank, up there on the big screen, learning I, lessons. I don't know how Hank would do it during the purge. I don't I wonder how any of us would do during the purge. I feel like I wouldn't be very good at it because <laughs> I'd just get frustrated with how inconvenient everything had become. I like just, the internet would go down almost immediately, I'm sure. I'd just be going about my daily life like nothing was different. <laughs> like making your deliveries, yeah. just cruising around. Like, like, why haven't they updated podcasts in days? What am I doing? What's going on? I just saw that there will be no new Tim Dillon this week, so I may purge some people Ooh. tonight just as a result of that alone. He's at the Wilbur Theater tonight. Maybe we should just slink right over there and see him live. That late show? Nothing yeah. worse than a late show at the Wilbur. Just a bunch of drunk idiots shouting with Cure going downstairs. Kill me. No thank you. But yeah, the twist in this one is like, all the other movies, they focus on the purge. Like, the day where it's happening, obviously. This one, they gloss over it. And like, everyone wakes up and they're like, it's over. And you're like, oh, well, what's going to go on here? But then, you know, the forever purge is initiated. All the rascals come out of the woodwork. Yeah, there's a very um, sort of all these people are planning on keeping the purge going without telling anyone. And so everyone's under attack. 
Yeah, they kept a good secret, those forever Persians. And they had like fun catchphrases. They're all like, ever after. Wild hogs, baby. They're all on motorcycles. There's like some Mad Max stuff going on. We're not really selling it, but... It's fun, though. I think when it's free or when it's a regular rental price, go for it. Don't pay 20 bucks. Yeah, pick it up at Redbox with a code. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you a Redbox code guy, or is that just a tip the hat to him? It's it's a little bit of both. I I, I feel like I need to get in there. I love the concept of a physical media return happening. Yeah, it is charmingly old school. And yeah, they send legit coupons. They bring the... You know, price of a rental of a Blu-ray down to like thirty cents. I'm like, I'd be a fool not to use this coupon. You got me, Redbox. You is it worth got the me. effort though? How close is the nearest Redbox to your house? Oh, it's at the supermarket, like right down the street. Very casual. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm back in. I wonder if the I don't even know what the nearest supermarket to here is. Maybe Whole Foods. It's not perfect, Whole and Foods they usually Redbox. They usually don't have like the thing you'd want, but you know, every now and then it's like, oh, they got this. I'll rent this. The one downside, I'd say. I bet you agree with this, uh, Ank, is a lot of times you want the Blu-ray of something and they only got the DVD. It's like, ah. Yeah. You Believe get the it or not, I have my Xbox to play deep Blu-rays, but I've kept it real. In terms of physical media, I've been keeping it real with DVDs. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Because this is my logic. <clears throat> I don't buy a DVD unless it's impossible to find on streaming. Mm. Otherwise, I just go for a stream, and I'm, I'm, I get the 4K Apple TV or the right built right into the TVs, the the streaming apps. It's fine, but if it's like a, I don't know, like I watched what did I watch recently? Chopper uh, with Eric Bana, or about uh, that Mark Chopper Reed, the Australian gangster. Whose Chopper is this? Couldn't find it streaming anywhere. The only place you can get it is on like old ass DVDs. Although I did order the Criterion DVD of uh, Uncut Gems. Ooh. I Because I, I got an HDMI DVD player for down here. So I, don't, I actually can't play, I can't play a, a Blu-ray in the basement. Yeah, I won't sneeze at a DVD. Especially like at Redbox. Like, oh, obviously you want that Blu-ray, but I'll settle for a DVD. Especially it, when the price of the rental is like cents. How much better is a Blu-ray DVD or a Blu-ray disc quality over streaming or is it about the same for streaming it's about the same but sometimes like the dvd transfer you can tell they did like cheaped out on it and it doesn't look good Uh, and it it can be off-putting i feel like if it's a bigger studio it's better and if it's like an independent movie it's yeah it's rough i think you do lose something with streaming i notice when i watch a blu-ray things look crisper or interesting whatever you say all right maybe i'll grab a couple and then you watch them on your xbox too Yes. Okay. They play Blu-rays. 4K ones, too. Wait, which one? They do the 4K, the Xbox. Wait, really? Yeah. If you you have that, they do it. Ooh, that's good to know. Is that the new Xbox? Uh, 4K on the TV, you mean? So, you know how there's like 4K Blu-rays out? Yes. So, the the last series of Xboxes, because I don't have like a new one, they they do that. So, if you have 4K TV, it, it is better. I had no idea. I can't believe I didn't know that feel like a fool um er we could go deeper down the rabbit hole but i am discussing <laughs> I'm, I'm considering getting that new xbox and i'm like how hard is this thing to come by yeah i saw one on amazon for a thousand dollars i was like what i mean if we're in the video game corner i haven't i've heard from both people that the new playstation and the new xbox there isn't a game that's like worth buying a huge expensive new system for on either yet 
That's just what but I there will be. Yeah, is the theory. I think there's like a the bunch thing of I hate stuff about my out. Xbox is how how slow it is, how it has no storage. So like if this new one is you know ten terabytes or whatever the fuck, I mean yeah. okay, sign me up for that. It's just weird that now like they launch a system without like a hot new title. Remember back in the day, yeah. it's like oh here's the new system and like look at this new game we have for it. Right. Now they launch a system, and they're like oh you can get like. A slightly better looking copy of the latest Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty or whatever people play. It's weird. Another part of me wants to take that corner over there, get rid of the chair, and buy like a corner console, corner console? with an old Sony Trinitron and just get like a Nintendo, a Nintendo 64, a Dreamcast, a Sega Genesis, like all the, <laughs> the old. Whole deal. Yeah. yeah. And with Hell wires yeah. and everything, and then just be able to just sit over there and play those games because they don't charming. look good on regular TVs. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it would be kind of cool, but that's an expensive project mm. because the people know what people want those Sony Trinitrons for. They know it's like for a hobby. So if you look for one, like a 32 inch, one of those like old tube, they're like, Oh, 800 bucks. And mm. it's like, fuck you dude. Like yeah. some Craigslist ad. It's like, come on, man. You I bet you. And you don't even know if it works because you can't buy a new one. That that would be a smart business to come out with flat panel, uh, like you know, OLED TVs. They play all the old video games. They have like a conversion thing built in. And you can plug the AV, AV wires right in. I can't believe and, I just said this on air. This is like the idea that I can retire on. So let's <laughs> go ahead and talk about another movie now, so we can get past this. But yeah, just to end the purge or the forever purge, the forever purge review. <laughs> There's a sixth movie already in production called uh, The Purge Survival. And they kind of like allude to it at the end of this movie. So they should have a thing at the end of like James Bond movies. Like The Purge will return in this next entry. And also the movie had a Wilhelm scream, which I found very charming. Hadn't heard one in a while. It's that famous scream that's in all the like old... That's our Wilhelm scream. Steven Spielberg (laughs) movies and such. And yeah... You know, solid movie. And they... It has a big finish, like, action-wise. And they end the movie with a a one-liner of such substance. It elevated the movie, like... I was kind of, like, cold on it. But then I was like, you know what? They won me back. Back in. Yeah, like, end a movie with a big one-liner and everyone will leave the theater being like, that was great. The big finish is important. Everyone knows this. And what else did we watch this week? Do we want to talk about Pig real quick? Yeah, get in there. I haven't seen it yet, so be gentle. Yes. I, I, I need to see that. Brian and I checked out this movie, Pig, the new Nicolas Cage vehicle, which they're kind of marketing as like a John Wick type movie, but instead of a dog, his pig gets taken and like he goes on a wacky revenge mission. And it's not really that movie. It's more like a a deathly serious, like, I don't know. A movie that begs the question, what if there was a pig that Nicolas Cage owned and somebody took it and he, he got upset about it? Yeah, the, the only sort of similarity is that he uses, like, his connections in his past to get closer to the pig. But yeah. that's it, really. There's no, Interesting. you know action i honestly look at the i i watch the trailer and i see that the movie poster and i can't pull like i'm like well i don't know what this is going to be about so 
Yeah, it's one of those movies. It was. Do I need it? Yes. Like I loved it. I thought I was kind of like floored by it. Like it looks incredible. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but in a good way. Cage can prove he's like one of the greats again. This isn't like jokey, straight to Amazon Prime Cage. Like Willy's Wonderland? <laughs> yes, exactly the movie I was just thinking of. This was like, well, the he brought it. I was really like, it kind of blew me away. All right, I'm I, in. Yeah, like, I recommend, playing only in specific theaters, but it's yeah. in Boston, I know. Worth going to the theater for. Should I see say. that over old tomorrow? I'm thinking about taking in a solo matinee. What do you think about a, a double feature of Pig and Old? That sounds like the best Saturday ever. Well, I'd have to switch theaters, I think. The, <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I don't know if I can find them in the same one. Yeah. Although maybe AMC, but I don't want to go to AMC. But I love a movie that's like nice and simple. This rem- reminded me of Patterson in its simplicity. Have you ever seen Patterson, Brian? I love Patterson. It's a movie that's just like it zeroes in on what it's about in such a like impressive way patterson was it didn't deviate from the normalcy of the movie itself at all Mm. like even parts where you're like he's gonna lose that important notebook or someone's gonna kidnap his dog when he leaves it sitting outside chained to a fence nothing bad happens it just goes it's just a movie about a man's life and like there's something refreshing like they didn't need to have like a bad guy swoop in and grab the dog and turn it into a whole arc of him trying to get the dog back. For those we're talking about Jim Jarmusch's Patterson with Adam Driver, which I believe is on Amazon Prime. Yes, and I loved it and would would and should watch it again. Huge fan, like, big Adam Driver guy. Hannah, Hannah, thank you. I'm in that new Last Duel movie. <clears throat> I need to work on all my voices. They're all trash. Can I sell our audience on Dr. Death, or do you have more about Pig? No, that's good on Pig. That'll do, Pig. That'll do. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Death is the new show on Peacock. It's a Peacock original. with I'm I'm sorry, could you say that again? Could you say all of that again? (laughs) I I must have been mishearing things. Joshua Jackson, Alec Baldwin, Christian Slater, and Kelsey Grammer. This is the most stacked TV cast in a while. I knew about the first three. I didn't know Kelsey Kelsey sneaks in there, too. Not as a main character, but as a very important peripheral character. And this it has a whole like house nip tuck nurse Jackie vibe going on. It's sort of like a kind of realistic, but also very unrealistic hospital uh, drama. As you might say, what'd you like about it? <laughs> Joshua Jackson plays the guy, uh, Dr. Death? Chris uh, Dunst or something. Dunch. Dunstan checks in. And he's a terrible surgeon. And he keeps injuring and killing his patients, but somehow manipulating his way into continuing to work and just switching hospitals. And Christian Ooh. Slater and Alec Baldwin figure this out, and they're trying to stop him. You know what? I think this doctor's up to something. And I've got to tell you, it's legit. I thought I was going to hate it. And it's fucking excellent. Like, I'm loving every minute of it. That was based on a true story or something? Yes, actually. Yeah, isn't it based on like a pod or something? I think so. All I saw was like loosely based in the the credits. That's why I love being surprised by a show. But on paper, it's like Dr. Death. It's on Peacock. It's based on a podcast. It stars these people. I'm telling it's like, you, huh? I've always been. If you're a Joshua Jackson fan, which like I don't know Guilty. how many people say that, I think he's Guilty. great. I enjoyed Dawson's Creek. I thought he was good in Mighty Ducks. I, we, lo- I was a huge affair guy. 
Those alone, so I'm you, sold. I, I have season tickets to Joshua Jackson, <laughs> and that's not going anywhere. I'm right on the third baseline. And I was hoping you were going to say you were a fringe head, too. <laughs> I really loved Fringe. I mean, maybe I... Is that... Who's in Fringy? Is that a Fox show? Mm. Yeah, okay. It was like a shitty X-Files I'm that back in. casually went for like five years. No, but, but yes. in all seriousness, he's outstanding in this. I think okay. he has a lot of range, and I think he's excellent, and I always wanted him to break through to like legitimate film, and he kind of never did. Mm. I mean, he's, people could say, oh, he did like... D2. Sure. The Mighty Ducks. Like, that's it, right? <laughs> like, I can't think of anything else. Was he in like Rules of Attraction or something? I think he was. And he's in like Urban Legend. Yeah, he didn't have the biggest movie career. He's more of a TV guy. I feel like he did one of the Final Destinations or something. Like, he had like a was weird he in, 90s. Was he in the faculty? Yes. Josh I want to say yes. Yeah. Or was it Josh Hartnett? Yeah, that oh. was Hartnett. All right. I get my Josh's mixed up. But yeah, he snuck into movies like that. At least one Urban Legend. Probably yeah. like a Always Know What You Did Last Summer or something. But yeah, that. um. It does seem like a 30 Rock fake show also because of Baldwin's involvement. Baldwin is in full-blown like Tenenbaum's narration mode as his character, which is just great. I'm telling you, give it a shot. You can laugh at me all you want because it sounds stupid and funny mm. on paper, but I promise you, you're not, you, you might not get like as hooked on it as I am. I'm overselling it, but I don't think you'll shut it off. You'll, be, you'll at least think it was okay yeah. at a minimum, if not in. I mean, yeah. I keep forgetting about Peacock. They got some stuff. I mean, they're like the silliest of the streamers at the moment. But every once in a while, it's like, oh, they got something here. Like when we watch every episode of Mr. Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) And then every episode of The Stand. Wow. You took a stand there. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Isn't Stand? Isn't that Paramount? Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, Paramount Plus. True. True, true, true. Good point. Good catch. Peacock's easy when it's part of your cable package and you don't have to pay anything extra or whatever. Yeah. I think I pay $10 a month. Oh, wow. My cable package sucks. Yeah. So my streamers are none of them. The only streamers I get for free are I get a discount on Hulu and I get Disney Plus for free. That's do you, it. Do you have Xfinity yes. for cable? Oh, cancel your Peacock. I think you get that free like through cable because I do at least. So you might... As well. Am I, have I been robbed? <laughs> we might need to get on the horn with Peacock. This is what happened with Disney wrongs. Plus. It, Verizon was like, oh, by the way, with this new package, you get you get Hulu and Disney Plus for free. I was like, what? I'm paying $12 a month for both of those. Yeah. So they gave it to me. And then I realized they gave me the Hulu with ads. And it took me a legit hour on the phone with customer service to get them to like flip the thing over so I could pay the difference between the ads and no ads. Mm. So I'm paying like $3.99 a month for Hulu and Disney Plus, and that's it. And it's confusing because, yeah, through the Xfinity, tiers. they have the Peacock Premium. But even with that, it still has ads. Yeah, there's so a there's a more a expensive version, which might be what you have. I, don't I think know. I have the yeah. more expensive version. Yeah, probably. Because there's no ads. And, and it, Well, that's not true, though, because certain specific content, I don't even know. Like, yeah. I, I, what did I watch? I watched something on Tubi the other day with ads. <laughs> I wanted to kill somebody. I was like, why did I even download this? Tubi's the best because they're completely free. You don't even need to like sign in. They're just like, here you go. Here's all of everything we've got. I think they took my Facebook information because I did it through my phone. <laughs> they just took your. They just aggregate that data and they're done. Like, yeah. hey, all right, yeah. One click, give it to us, and then it's over. They always ask, but you don't have to fill it in. Oh, Tubi, awesome. And Tubi has some good stuff. I actually, it does, but it has fucking ads. Yeah, lots of them, like a like an unreasonable amount of ads played during. I tried to watch that Terrence Malick movie <laughs> with um, 
you just like with Ryan Gosling called like song to song or something. It was it was. I, and I look through his, his filmography. I hate Terrence Malick. I'm done. I shut off like four of his movies, like Tree of Life, Badlands. He's not good. His stuff is slow. He's boring. I like some of them. What do you like about it? <laughs> I mean, they're icy boring. He's an icy boring guy, but some of them are just boring, boring. And there's no like iciness. And he's Stand a big. Stand. I think he's one of those guys who like does his own cinematography. He's a worker. He's in the workshop. Doing things. But what else did we watch this week? I think we all watched uh, a little picture over on Amazon Prime called Our Friend. Our Friend. Let's sneak in one we all liked. I assume we all liked this just because I liked it I so much. I thought it was much. good. Yeah, it was solid. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great cast in this picture. You got Casey Affleck, Jason Segel, and Dakota Johnson, which doesn't sound like the, you know, Three Musketeers, but. They were fun and like all were great together. I don't love Dakota. Y- like, you're I feel like it? she's serviceable in Peanut Butter Falcon. Ooh. But I mean, I actually have a theory that Shia LaBeouf elevates anyone who's in a movie with him. Like wow. he got Vanessa Kirby an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Interesting. As a result of, and yes, I just said Shia LaBeouf got her the nomination. And yes, I know <laughs> that Shia LaBeouf is currently being canceled for gaslighting and emotionally abusing women. And I still believe that he is so talented that he elevated a bad actress's performance wow. to the point of an Oscar nomination that had nothing to do with her own wow. merit. You're going down with the Shia Take me submarine. Out. Go ahead. I'm going down with Shia. <laughs> I mean, Vanessa Kirby, friend of the show. No, she I'm joking. Like, she was good. But like, I do believe that he brings people a little up. So like, Dakota was great with him in Peanut Butter Falcon. I thought she sucked in this. I was very charmed by her in this. I think she's great in everything, actually. I'm she's a kind really of a big... bad wife. Wow. Do you think? I mean, didn't she? She had sex with somebody else. She oh, was... Remember yes. that scene where I she's screaming about... at him and she says, "You're you're not a man." And this is a spoiler, I guess. But at that point, though, I think she was on like psychotic or something, or I don't know. So yeah. She was having bad episodes, but I did right. forget about the that was tough. The yeah. bouts of infidelity. Yeah, this movie like I think goes I'm, through all I'm sorts still of. Out intense stuff like that i love that this movie opened with a scene where she's telling her kids that she's dying and i was just like two minutes in i was just like this is my kind of movie like i'm super sad like on the verge of tears immediately say, how long to take you to get into real tears within 30 seconds this didn't 10 minutes fully make me cry but it had moments where i was like god damn and i was like welling up but it, we weren't in paul walker end of furious seven mode the tears weren't flowing completely I didn't love the non-linear timeline. Yeah, they do like the Blue Valentine that. thing where like, yeah, sometimes it makes sense for a movie to do that. This movie did it unnecessarily. And yeah, like they go from like she's sick and yeah, they go from like, oh, two years before the diagnosis to like a year before the yeah weird timeline. They They were trying too hard to make that like, I don't even know. Yeah, it just felt like they were trying to do something that the movie wasn't, and like it could have, it would have been fine were they to have just gone right through the down the middle. I like Casey Affleck and Jason Segel together, though. I think they're a great duo. I thought their friendship was believable. I thought they were an incredible duo. I loved how they didn't like each other at first, or Casey Affleck didn't like him, and then he like won him over with his uh, underdog ishness. It was a good. They had a good dynamic. I was into it. 
But yeah, the and KCF like kind of like the king of the sob story after Manchester by the Sea, and now something like this. <laughs> so true. Like his wife's dying. There's a scene in this movie where he finds out after he knows his wife is sick. He finds out his dog has cancer, and he just drops his cell phone like in exasperation. <laughs> I love like, that. Yeah. They have to put the dog down, and he just boom. Yeah, like oh my god. How did you feel? Did you feel like they bit the the premise of this movie a little bit from the Descendants? Just like kind of lifted the whole like okay that like the dynamic of the wife being a piece of shit and like at times but like you're supposed to feel bad for her because she's dying and like the other man and and yeah like the kids not wanting to be stuck with dad yeah i'm seeing some stuff there it was it was derivative of that Mm. but not entirely lifted yeah like just like the same kind of wheelhouse sure dealing with the same stuff some great scenes like the scene in the garage where casey affleck tells off that guy after talking shit about jason siegel i really liked that yeah. The guy was like much bigger than him too, and he's saying he's gonna punch him in the face, and you're like, he's gonna kick that guy's ass, and you believe it. Yeah, I feel like I hadn't seen Jason Siegel in a movie in like years. I was like, Where where's he been hiding? Just he's he's still got the stuff, he's great. Counting his how I met your mother residuals, just <laughs> hundred by hundred. Oh yeah. Am I the only dispatches from elsewhere guy in here? Yes. <laughs> yes, Uh-oh. you are. You sicko. Whoa. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that was his show on AMC. I don't know AMC, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was that or FX. Oh wow. And, no, uh, I'm so glad you just brought that up because I watched an episode, maybe even two of that, and it's not bad, but it's just so like weird and forgettable. It just got lost in like the sea of shows. It's very weird, and then like it's I forget if it's like 12 or 13 episodes, but the last episode is very meta, and like turns out they're all playing themselves as actors uh, or something. Oh, that sounds like such an unsatisfying ending to 13 it's, seasons of a television show. It's very. It really went that long. I think so. Or... No, 13 episodes. So oh, one yeah. season, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I was yeah. going to say, that's psycho. It, it was interesting. I, yeah. I don't know if I'd say it was good, but it was interesting. Yeah, the cast. I'm sold. <laughs> AMC Plus, I am a subscriber. Yeah, check. I remember the first episode. I think he directed it and maybe wrote most of it, too. But yeah, it's like him and Sally Field and Andre Benjamin. And it does have moments where I'm like, this is pretty good. But I just kind of forgot about it. He really digs into like the... There's a lot of mysterious stuff going on, and that makes you want to watch more. And as it gets revealed, it's not as interesting, but it's it's out there, which I I like. Yeah, that's probably why I, I like the first episode so much, because like, it's all just questions. And I'm like, ooh, like this show's going for it. Nice, strong pilot, and then they just drop you on your face. <laughs> but yeah, the our friend-wise... I thought this was great. You called it before I watched it. Like you're gonna eat this up. This is a Scotty flick, and you're I right you on the money. Really like it, yeah. It couldn't have worked for me more. It was solid. Yeah, like that's on Amazon Prime for free. Very well made, casual, realistic comedy drama. I, re- I really enjoyed the the hiking scenes with yes. Gwendolyn and Christie and stuff. I thought that was yeah the Game of Thrones woman. Yeah. yeah. She was good, yeah. Her and Jason Siegel. I was like, this is a duo. Everything in this movie was working for me, like big time. A small part of the movie, but really good. Mm. Mm. Also, one last thing. There's a scene in this movie where Casey Affleck wears a white Zatarain's shirt mm. and a plain white visor. And I was like, that's the dopest look <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm going to cop that look. Remember it's- those old commercials? That's Zatarain's. Yes. <laughs> that's why I like... 
Like, where like, would you even get this shirt? It's like on Bourbon Street, like some sassy old black guy, like, I'm on down to Zatarain's. <laughs> Love that chicken for Popeyes. That's another good one. But yeah. Love this movie. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm sure we said that several times. But there's one last one. Our friend. And... I'm going to sneak in real quick. The movie Gunpowder Milkshake I'm on Netflix. <laughs> A real hot turkey. I snuck in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, this movie... I just think it's funny like how little this movie exists. This has like a huge budget and a bunch of stars and it was like it didn't i didn't even see people tweeting about it in like a joke capacity it just didn't even exist i made a joke on twitter i drink your gunpowder milkshake doing some there will be blood stuff and i was like no one even knows what this movie is and they can't even get this bit Where's so love for me? i explained to myself because nobody liked it but this movie was just horrible it's like it's got Karen Gillan, who I'm a big fan of. Who is she again? She's in the Jumanji franchise. I wish I could think of a better example. What else? She <laughs> she's is? in Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. but she looks yeah. weird in it because she plays uh, Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy, the blue robot oh, babe. Oh, okay. She and, was also uh, the Doctor's companion in Doctor Who for a little while. That's probably what you know her from. Um, er, yes, we've zeroed <laughs> in on exactly what I recall her from. <laughs> That, but she's good, and she's trying in this movie, but it's just, they're trying to be John Wick. It's like, Mr. Wick. Her and a bunch of these other babes run this, like, library, but it's not really a library. It's like an assassin library, and it's like, oh, this is the hotel from John Wick, but it's a library, and all these sidecars are just kind of here. You got Giamatti in there in, like, shoot 'em up mode, which was kind of fun. He was someone else I hadn't seen in something in a bit, so I just appreciated seeing his face. And I was like, oh, this is Giamatti. When you said Giamatti in shoot 'em up mode, you had me hooked. I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. And I popped it on, and I was just like, I hate this. And I felt dumb and got confused. Because I was watching it on work, at, or rather at work in the back, and I like couldn't focus. I like, because yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I have to have... They, they were trying. It's like got some colorful scenes and like... A cool action scene or two. There's one scene where, like, her limbs are limp because she's been given some sort of a fucking potion. But she has to, like, fight her way through this with uh, fucking jelly arms. But, it, I don't know. It just wasn't great. It was more like Smoke and Aces than John Wick. Love it was that. Very, like, Love that comparison. Very, like, cheesy and... One of those movies where, like, at the end I was just like, yep, that was a movie, all right. It'll fade from my mind immediately. And in classic Netflix original fashion, like, their movies play, like, long trailers that look like TV shows. That's kind of like the vibe that this movie was giving off, if that makes any sense at all. That's not... Yeah. Yeah. And it had one cool scene where, like, it's a long yeah. shot yeah. in slow-mo where, like, a bunch of people are getting shot in the face. That's, like, kind of fun, but overall not a great movie. Didn't work for me. And what else did we watch this week? I know Brian and I both watched both Paddington movies. Oh, You've yeah. seen them already. <laughs> um, a I, monster. Brian and I actually 
before the show here, we discussed we have a we have a shared hot take that we both preferred the first Paddington to the second one. Wow, which most people, especially the Rotten Tomatoes community, would certainly not agree with. Considering, I mean, obviously Paddington, the original is rated highly, but the second one is the highest movie or highest rated film of all time. Now that Casablanca got demoted because of a joke review or something. And that is absurd that it's that high. Like, it is charming and delightful, but I mean... What is it, a 100%? It might be. I can't remember. I don't think there's a lot of movies but that are 100% that don't have, like, six critics. Yeah. We need Armand White to watch this movie. <laughs> really yeah. throw everything off. Does Am he I... hate everything? I don't know. Who, yeah. what is he, who does he work for? I don't even know. Who does number two work for? He's just like famous for being the contrarian that everyone loves a movie, he hates it, or vice versa. If everyone hates a movie, he loves it. Yeah. He's just a cunt. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, he'd call in. He'd probably fit in. We nicely. need a, a legit, like, awkward, like, F list celebrity guest. Like, this, not even yeah. like, I used to think it was Chet Hanks, but he's too big now. Yeah, he's like dope A list. We need Chet Hanks in like 10 years when he falls out the bottom rung. We can get Colin Hanks. He's getting to the point where he's going to want to... He'll be begging us to come down to the chill zone. But I thought Paddington was cute and charming. I actually watched it on, I want to say, TBS streaming service with ads, and it was crippling, but I did it. And Lucy likes bears and stuffed bears and enjoyed it immensely. I thought it was a fun time. Super cute if you have kids. They're both directed by the same guy, Paul King, but I th- people like the second one more because it's more like, it looks like a Wes Anderson movie, basically. Mm. It's very like, they like ratchet up the artsiness and like Paddington goes to jail and you're all heartbroken because it's like, look at this rascal in jail with these hardened criminals. He Paddington wins them all over. Spoiler alert. He does. Guess what? He fucking makes marmalade sandwiches for them <laughs> and they're delighted by them. I liked, I first I hated how he broke and messed up everything, and then like I was just charmed by it. Yeah, like, that's... oh, he flooded the whole house. He's sliding down the stairs in the tub. Yeah. Like, that's $80,000 in structural damage, if not more. But it's funny because it's Paddington. Yeah, he's so, he regrets it so much. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry. But... When he leaves all sad. <laughs> he's just an awesome character. I'm all in. I love Paddington. I, I couldn't recommend this movie more like especially if you have kids and like you need to put something on that's appropriate i just thought it was a lot of fun yeah like i feel like if you haven't seen them just looking at the cover you might be like oh i bet this is boring but they're not they're both like delightful actually enjoyable family movies for the whole goddamn fam yeah there's a lot of like family movies that are really dumbed down and suck like yeah. I, tr- I tried watching tom and jerry or oh, whatever that was boy. on that was hbo feature, we had a feature review of that <laughs> I, oh, didn't boy, we pay did for we. that no i guess it was free on hbo that, yeah. yeah no Oof. that yeah fuck yeah like those are the the edges of the spectrum tom and jerry's like a fucking abomination that i can't even think of the words insulting enough for it in this moment and yeah the paddingtons are like actually delightful yep and they're probably on Netflix. They're probably on something. They've both been out for a while, if you've never seen them. Definitely on TBS. It was the only place I could find it. But Ooh. I may be missing something. I don't pirate movies, but I pirated them because I don't think I could find them anywhere. But I also didn't look too hard. Oh, yeah. I got to get back into that. That was like my... F- I, it, and then I, I got too lazy, and also the quality is diminishing or diminished. So, like, yeah, um, it was I, never a priority, but... I don't love doing it either, but every once in a while, it's just like... 
oh, this copy of this fell off a truck and it's suddenly playing in front of my eyes. It's kind of awesome <laughs> when you can like get a movie that you would have to see in the theaters the same day at home. It's just like, ah, that was easy. Yeah. I, uh, I partially only did it because I had made a little vow to myself, which was that even before it came out, even before anything, I did not want to give the new Space Jam a movie, as I know you guys watched last week. I didn't wow. even want to give them like a stream that they could say like, oh, this has been streamed a certain time. Love your headset. Curious about it. So I pirated that too. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm sure I'll watch <laughs> five minutes of it and be like, delete. Yeah. Boop. It's I mean, so, so bad. It's not worth the download. You will be wowed. <laughs> One of the <laughs> worst movies I have ever seen. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, folks, if you missed our Space Jam, a new legacy review, we really get into it last week on the program. <laughs> it's a fucking turkey for the ages. <laughs> but yeah, oh, even though it's for you. even though it's available for free, I didn't even want to give it the actual metric of a, of a Appreciate that, button yeah. button press. You're right to not want to do that. Are you a Pirate Bay guy? Yes, but I I, Ooh, I haven't done it. Last name, you're gonna get arrested. <laughs> I haven't used it in like forever. It was just like, well, let me try this out for all these movies and and this. I um, did it for the longest time, and I would just use because you could just mirror your laptop to the TV, and I would just do that forever. And then I I don't know. I just for whatever reason, it just streaming became more accessible and easy, and I just gave up on it. I was like, ah, eh, everything's on the stream. The stream. The work. Well, that's all I watched. Yeah, the um I'll sneak in one more. I know you shut it last week, but I watched uh Fear Street Part One. Oh nineteen ninety four on Netflix. The beginning of a trilogy that's all out on Netflix right now. I haven't seen the other two. This one, you know, it's not amazing, but for a Netflix original horror movie, I found it very enjoyable. Especially in the second half. It has a kill that floored me. I sent it to you. They send a girl through like a bread slicer. It's a home run kill. Worth watching the whole movie just for this kill. I've sliced meat so thin you wouldn't even <laughs> couldn't even see it. How'd you know you cut it? I just assumed. <laughs> now these are R.L. Stein. Is that what they are? Yes. Yes. I don't remember this series. I was much more of a Goosebumps guy. But this was like the slightly more adult Goosebumps series that R.L. Stein did called Fear Street. Yeah. Because I'm not familiar. I remember hearing about them, but like, it's very weird when I hear R.L. Stein, all I think is Goosebumps. Hmm. So to have these be like oh. movies with good kills or whatever. And these are like I way- totally forgot that he did another series of books for like older kids. I did too, like yeah. I guess young adults. I never That's read what them. these are. Yeah. And yeah. these were the, I mean, do the Goosebumps movies then. Fuck. I mean, something I'll remember. Yeah, and these aren't, like, Goosebumps level. Like, these are gory as hell. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Jack Black isn't doing stick in these. <laughs> I mean, I would love it if he was. But, alas. I finished Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and enjoyed that more than Fear Street. Yeah, that was decent. That. This is like that, though, where it's, like, it's based on a thing. It's kind of got a uh, fucking... I can't think of the word. Uh... I believe I, I watched all of this, actually. I didn't shut it up, but I did give it a half a star on Letterboxd, I Ooh. believe. Oh, a half. Maybe one. It heats up. I it's hand out those strong. half stars, like, at least once a week. Yeah. It's Letterboxd stuff. All bets are off. It's the Wild West. But yeah, I'm going to watch the other two. Those are all on Netflix, the Fear Street series. 
I think that's I think that's all we watched this week. Let's uh watch something else. Yeah, maybe we'll watch a little bit of a motion picture on our dope new uh chill zone TV setup that we got we down got here. The... Well, let me like readjust my seat at this mic zipping around. I'm going to do this real proper. Zip. And then it gives us the to be continued here. Oh, wow. Well, that hot season two of Ted Lasso. Are you a Ted Lasso guy, out. Brian? I'm not an Apple TV guy. Ooh. But I, smart. at some point I will be. When it, it's always free. Yeah. New phones. Now. I don't love Ted Lasso. It's fine. This is It's enjoyable-ish. <laughs> oh, but. Excuse us. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Having a season. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back with some more stuff. Let's go eat them. Who's bacon? Wrap scallops. <laughs> bacon wrap scallops. Unbelievable. Oh shit! Isn't that the guy you hooked up with? I really can't believe they're making a sequel to this movie. It's gonna be great. That's written by friends of the Doughboys show. No, don't panic. It's really unbelievable happening. Shlomo, I thought you were renouncing all your possessions and moving to Nepal. <laughs> oh, Shlomo! No good? Her completely buying into that? I'm so sorry. Shlomo had a scuba diving accident. Yeah, he came up too fast and the oxygen His face? <laughs> what a pro. Yeah, he doesn't remember anyone, even me, his own brother. I'm just some nice guy who helps him out. <laughs> you poor thing. He actually can't hear anything either. It's part of the accident. So you hear from oh, the wow. clearance wedding? Oh, yes. Yes, but I, I have to leave. I, I got a flight to Madrid. Oh, you have to leave? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I could hang out for a few minutes. No one would believe this. Mm. No one. Oh, actually, that won't be necessary. Someone would now like me to take him to the bathroom and then get him some crab cakes. So, yeah, no, that's... A... Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to take you to get crab cakes Vince first, then I'll take you... And out. And that's 90 seconds wow. of Wedding Crashers. That was so, a hot 90. That was a, that was a good 90. Yeah. Brian, are you plugging anything? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm on Twitter at Enziguri, which is... Hell yeah. I don't spell know. Yeah, spell that for the fans. E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. Hell yeah. Or just one of them follows me or I'm always responding. I'm a reply guy for Scott, so Ooh. just read Scott's tweets and you'll find me there. Folks, and yes, I'm at Skip Seasoned on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Podcast Enough on Twitter and Enough the Podcast on Instagram. There it is. And shoot us an email on podcast at gmail.com if you got any turkeys you want to talk about, some intel on anything. Right, what are you plugging this week? Ankfit.com, Ankfit.com, Ankfit.com. Wow. And I have my new sign coming in this week at my new studio. Ooh. 298 Walnut Street in Newton. Drive by, check out the new sign. Is it like a Dirk Diggler, Boogie Nights, exploding <laughs> sign? <laughs> Dirk Diggler. No. I've been seeing this in my dreams. The Ankfit <laughs> sign. Do that, Scotty. The Ankfit sign explodes into like purple lights. It's fucking dope. It's no, it's actually just like one of his posters that he tears off the wall, but like with an Ankfit logo on it, just like dangling from the building. Are you bullying? 
Believe me. I would I love hate to do, bullying. I would love to do a neon sign inside, actually. That's an idea. Yeah. I, I kind of want one for down here. I want to do the enough. I want to just get enough in neon, like right over here. So and we'll talk. We'll talk. But, Brian, thank you for coming. Yes. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your presence as Thanks, always. And stay tuned next week. We're going to be talking about, oh, I don't know. We'll probably watch Zola, which we audible, but we'll sneak it in the interim. And Maybe we'll see old. Oh, I'm definitely seeing old, baby. <laughs> you can fucking put your money on that. And Great prediction, stuff. it's going to be a four... 0.5 out of 5 for Scotty and a new M. Night Shyamalan classic. Just throwing it out there. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just, just saying. saying. Have a go. Have a good one. Have a good one, man. Back. Sweet